Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is February 28th, 2023, Anno Domini. Today's top headlines, President Biden orders the CDC to go door to door in East Palestine, South Africa, on the verge of the collapse. Who could have predicted that if only there had been some clues? And finally, why are so many young men single? All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling, trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Palestine rural arena outside with cars and water and it's just been like this ever since the train blew up it's crazy what does your voice really sound like Wade I know you can't tell us but is it like that you sound like Michael Jackson normally (laughs) I sound like Mickey Mouse yep but he's uh, got a deep thraspy voice normally other than that I just go and get tested and get checked out well what are they telling you Doctor says I I most definitely have the the chemicals in me. And, uh, but he has to find a toxologist to get properly. They keep telling me come up here, but nobody has nothing. When you say nobody has anything, like there are no doctors in town to be able to help you. No. That's what they tell me. They, I got I got to make a phone call and, and schedule an appointment with somebody. Okay. But, but uh, you, are you gonna do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, how do you, how does, is it just affecting your voice, Wade, or are you feeling it in other areas of your body? My chest hurts at nighttime. It feels like I, I'm drowning a little. He wakes but up every morning. I have a hard now. time breathing. Yeah. Uh, I, I cough up phlegm a lot. Yeah. But other than that, like. And were you, were you in pretty good health, Wade, up until now? Yeah. Only a 40-year-old man. That's not very old. Nope. Pretty planning to travel to East Palestine, Ohio. I was not. I was, I did a whole video. To, I mean, uh, you know, they uh, at the hell. On Zoom? Zoom. Zoom. All I can every time I think of Zoom, that song of my generation. Who's Zoom and who? Wait, wait, wait. Let me answer the question. I mean, you hear a guy like that who's obviously dealing with what sounds like severe raspy throat, uh, severe vocal strain, no ability to get air past his vocal cords. Um, now, what's interesting is that it, it seems like the the passenger in the vehicle is not experiencing those same type of symptoms. So uh, we don't know. We don't know what directly is causing this. Um, why it's affecting some people, not others. Um, we're, we're assuming they live in close proximity. It's all one town. But again, this is going on in the center of our country, in a place that people used to call flyover country, the flyover states, the states that don't matter, the little people, the little guy, the jobs, the towns that were shipped overseas during the 1990s and the 2000s as the system of globalism was created. And who cares? Who cares about the guy in East Palestine 
Who cares about his raspy voice? Let's just dump chemicals on this town. Let's just conduct chemical warfare on them because they don't matter at the end of the day. None of them matters. Their lives don't matter. Who cares if he can't breathe? We should probably have less of them anyway. This is this type of mentality that you get from our government. And so now we're hearing, though, that President Biden is now ordering door-to-door CDC surveys. They're going to be going door-to-door in East Palestine. It's been 25 days, three and a half weeks since the trade derailment. And now you're going to do health surveys? Why didn't you do any surveys before this was conducted? Why didn't the governors, Governor DeWine and Governor Shapiro of Pennsylvania, actually care about what might happen to their citizens if these chemicals were burned and it was released into the community? I still have yet to have anyone explain to me precisely why they couldn't simply drain the chemicals into, uh, into transportation and have them moved away. Because they keep telling us, oh, well, we drain them into trenches and set the chemicals on fire. I'm sorry, you drain the chemicals into trenches and set the trenches on fire? Really? That was the only way you could deal with this? You couldn't move them? You couldn't remove them? You couldn't put them in other cars? You couldn't bring some trucks over, some hazmat vehicles and deal with this? This is insane. This is completely insane. And the fact of the matter is that our government wants to care what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in South China Sea, what's going on here, what's going on there. They don't care about the people of East Palestine that are now dealing with this. So the CDC is also expected, so they're going door to door. They're calling this thing Mickey Mouse syndrome because obviously you hear the horrific changes of the voice. It's like the Joker came out and was putting the, the gas throughout the town, coughing up gray mucus. Then you've got people headed into, so the CDC is planning to head into Pennsylvania to get into this situation. Let's go down the list. The chemicals leaked here. This is from dailymail.com. Vinyl chloride, benzene, ethanol glycol monobutyl ether, ethanol cycle acrylate, isobutylene. By the way, this sounds like the list of chemicals that go into those those beyond meat packages when you're reading one of those and you're trying to figure out, oh, it's plant-based and you read oh, it's it's made from what? Oh, vinyl chloride, binoctonucleine, ethocycle accelerate, isobutyl. Yeah, none of that stuff is allowed in my house. Tanya Tay would absolutely go nuts if you tried to bring that in. But but let me let me go back a second here because we use dark humor, we use laughter to ridicule what's going on. But at the same time, the people that this affected, they don't get to laugh. They can't laugh. They literally can't laugh because of what was done to them. So not only have they had to see in their lifetimes, their industries gutted, their jobs shipped overseas, their families put into economic depression by their government and by their country. Now. Chemicals are released in their town and we're told to suck it up. And they say, oh, well, you can take a survey and we'll get back to you later. We'll give you a little bit of money. So sorry that we ruined your life. People need to understand that all of this is being done to them by design.
Folks, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape right now? I do. And in East Palestine, it seems like the duct tape is coming off because every day we're throwing new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality that we're all facing. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It is a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I do mean tasty, meals packed with over 2,000 calories a day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes. Like, I don't know, if a train full of chemicals might crash outside your house. These days are coming soon. Self-reliance is your only option. So go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. From Utali here in the capital Nairobi to South Africa, where the economy is on the brink of collapse due to rolling power blackouts that have choked industries. The country is also facing long-term social instability due to massive layouts. Economic experts are saying that the government needs to invest billions of runs to overhaul its energy infrastructure and construct new power plants. Yeah, the details of this and other stories making headlines from across the continent. So South Africa's energy grid is completely collapsing at this point. In fact, from the New Zealand Herald has a headline out this morning that says South Africa faces civil war conditions due to the possibility of power grid collapse. Listen to this. South Africa is on the verge of collapse amid rolling blackouts and warnings of a total power grid failure could lead to mass rioting on the scale of a civil war. Western embassies, including the United States and Australia, have advised their citizens in the country to stock up on several days worth of food and water and be on high alert during extended blackouts sweeping the country. New Zealand's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade advises exercise extreme caution due to strikes and demonstrations. There have been outbreaks of violence primarily directed towards refugees and other African migrants throughout South Africa. Violence could again occur at short notice and bystanders could be caught up. The president of South Africa, and I love this story. I just, I love this story. He's being sued now by members of the opposition party and other South Africans claiming that he is not providing energy because of his policies. And remember, these policies include the fact that inside their constitution, they have critical race theory. This idea that the representation of the demographic groups, the racial groups of South Africa must be directly associated, directly proportional inside all of their institutions. We're going to make our institutions look like South Africa. So what they did all the way back in the 1990s, as reported by CNN at the time, they instituted race quotas. And I brought this up, what, two weeks ago, and I had all the South African libs losing their minds at me. Well, guess what? At least I ain't losing power. At least I'm still on the air. Now you guys can't even respond to me because you can't charge your phones because you don't have electricity. Yeah, sorry about that, libs. Sorry, not sorry. In papers filed in response to a constitutional challenge on load shedding, according to the Mail and Guardian from South Africa, it, this is the response. This is the response of President Ramaphosa on all of this. These, the South African president has responded by saying, <laughs> this is amazing. He says he doesn't have a constitutional duty and it doesn't constitute a dereliction of duty on his part. 
or the national government's part to provide electricity to the country. This is his answer. He argues that in terms of Part B of Schedule 4 to the Constitution, electricity and gas reticulation is a competence of local government. There is nothing in the Constitution or any other law that compels me to provide electricity to the public. And I could not be accused of failing to uphold the Constitution just because the lights are not staying on. It is now accepted that municipalities are in law required to provide water and electricity to their people as a matter of public duty. This is amazing. So the president of South Africa while the lights are all off and everybody's asking him, hey, why are the lights in your mansion still on? Why is every, why do you seem to, to have all the fresh water? You guys have never had a power there. These blackouts don't seem to be affecting you. And he says, you know what? It's not my fault. This is the fault of the local governments. Yes, it's actually those local governments to blame, not me. Definitely. This, how long before this guy flees the country? We're, we're actually at the point, how long before this guy flees the country? Where's he gonna go, Ukraine? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, another country that has power issues. But that's for a different reason, boys and girls. So I want to explain something. Do you actually think that this is only a problem in South Africa? No, South Africa is just ahead of the curve when it comes to us. This is like looking around the corner. This is a sneak preview of things to come because here in the United States, we're pursuing the exact same policies, aren't we? Aren't we trying to make it so the class of Stanford should look more like America, but it turns out that it's only 22% white Americans that are coming in when that's not the demographic makeup of the country and certainly not for that generation. No, what you're doing is you're now instituting racial quotas for Ivy League. We know this because they're kicking Asians out. If you're Asian, by the way, if you are Asian or you are a white American, make sure that you never, ever put that on your college application. Never. Always say multiracial, say Hispanic, say whatever you have to say. Never actually say that. Why? Because they've instituted racial quotas. Now in places like South Africa, they've instituted racial quotas even in their power system. So let's go through this. They don't care about the best person for the job. That's what we've always said here. That's what we had Heather McDonald on. We talked about this. I don't care. I just want the best person for the job. I want the best pilots. I want the best surgeons. I want the best doctors. In fact, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. We should be obsessed with excellence. We should be obsessed with greatness. This is the point of running a country. You want to run your country as good as possible. That's what Lee Kuan Yew did in Singapore. He was obsessed with excellence. He said, I only want the best of the very best, and I'm going to pay them top dollar running this government and being in positions of power. And that is the only thing that we should focus on. And if it doesn't look a certain way, we're not going to blame it on systemic racism. We're going to say, you know what? The world is the way the world is. You can't change the world. You can't force everyone to be equal. Why? Because that's what the Bolsheviks tried. And you're going to come in here and say, we want, we're going to institute a new form of communism. We're going to have race communism to try to make everybody equal in terms of racial outcomes, which doesn't even make sense anyway, because inside every racial group, you're going to have certain individuals that are better at certain things. So you're even forcing those people of those groups to be put into certain boxes or to be elevated or, uh, or oppressed, essentially, that is actual oppression, by the way, pressed down because of the color of their skin. 
What am I arguing for? I'm arguing for meritocracy. I'm arguing from a position of, I want, if I want to get into a plane with my family, I want it to be the best pilot and the best crew, period. If I'm going to go to a hospital, if God forbid I have to go to the hospital with my children or my wife or any member of my family, and I'm sure we've all been there, I know I have, then I want the best team possible to be on staff. I don't want some people that were only put there because of some kind of affirmative action racial quota. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I want the best for everyone. You think I want this happening in South Africa? You think anybody wants this? You think you want the people of South Africa? What happens when you're insulin, right? That's supposed to stay in the fridge at a certain temperature. Can't stay fresh. We can't. You don't have insulin. What happens if you're on life support? What happens if you're in a coma? What happens if you need cancer treatment, heart surgery, the hospitals, etc.? People need to understand the consequences of their actions. New study explains why some single men are having a hard time finding a new partner. Okay, so this is all according to a study. One reason. Men now make up 62% of dating app users, which reduces their chances of making a match. According to the Psychology Today study, women have plenty of men to choose from, so they're most like, more likely to ghost someone. Another factor is women putting their foot down for better relationship standards. They're looking for someone who is emotionally available, a good communicator, shares similar values. A third factor is a skills deficit. Study claims many young men are not being taught early how to treat women correctly at home. Very interesting. So Breitbart has this report out, and we were going to cover this last week, but there's a lot going on. The East Palestine thing really took off. But I wanted to get into this. According to the Pew Research Center, 63% of men between the ages of 18 and 29 are single. 63%! Well, only 34% of women in the same age range are signal. single. Overall, adults in the lowest age cohort are the most likely to be single, quote, meaning they are not married, living with a partner or in a committed romantic relationship. 47%, 47% of all U.S. adults under age 30 are single. This is terrible. This, these are terrible social numbers. Absolutely terrible. But it makes sense. Like You look at the, at the programs and agendas that have been run on, what was this group, 18 to 29-year-olds. You look at the agendas the amount of psychological insanity that gets pushed on them, the sexual insanity, the gender insanity that gets pushed on, pushed on them. This idea that uh, we're going we're gonna to redefine relationships, we're going to redefine gender. Also, by the way, if a man is put, I'm just going to say it, if a man is put in one of these situations with a girl, they spend a night together because, of course, this is what our society teaches. And if she decides later that she, oh, I had a bad experience. I had a bad night. Well, suddenly she starts filing complaints on that guy. She regrets going out with him, even if they were both entered into everything consensually. You know what I'm talking about. And then turns around and files a complaint on him. And his life is now over, right? Look at Marilyn Manson. He found that out. So, this, by the way, this is the second time Marilyn Manson has had to face cancellation because of that. And I'm, and I'm fine. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Because they blamed Marilyn Manson for Columbine destroyed his career over that in the 90s when he had nothing to do with it whatsoever. Now they blamed it over false rape allegations and they destroyed his career a second time. Now, you don't have to like Marilyn Manson. You don't have to listen to his music. You don't have to support him. Fine, whatever. But what I don't appreciate 
is people being destroyed over false allegations. And yet we've seen this happen again and again in society. And it's not fair and it's not the right kind of society that we want to live in. This believe all women, believe the media. And both times, by the way, that this was done to Marilyn Manson, it was the media driving it. It was the media driving it after Columbine and it was the media driving it during Me Too. And how about, God forbid, we take a little page out of Poso's book and say, we're going to stop believing the media because the media sucks. And they've been lying to us ever since. They've been lying to us constantly for years and years and years. So a lot of this, though, if you go back into this, this single men being 63% of this age cohort, of that demographic, that, that decade, 18 to 29, young American men are in crisis mode. It reminds me a lot of the Calhoun mouse utopia experiments. Calhoun mouse utopia experiments. These began all the way back in 1947, but continued through the 60s and 70s in Rockville, Maryland. Started a barn in Rockville, Maryland. And the one that you must understand is Universe 25. So what did, it, what did he do? What did Calhoun do? And I'm going to break this down very quickly. I only have a few minutes. He decided to create a utopia for mice, provide them with ample food, shelter, no predators, give them a society where they could all live together in peace and harmony. They would want for nothing. And you know what happened? Within five years, every single one of those mice was dead. Every single one of them was destroyed. They went completely extinct. Here's why. Here's what he found. They went insane. Men were attacking other men of these mice. The strongest mice began attacking, the, began dominating the pool for women, attacking other men, keeping them away. So instituting a situation kind of like what we're talking about right here, where the majority of women are in relationships, but the majority of men are not, at least in this age range. Then of the men who were not in relationships, you had two groups. One group went into mass riots, mass violence, excuse me, of the mice, not the people. Mass riots in the center of, the, of this uh, society where they were holding the experiment, tearing each other apart, attacking each other, clawing each other to death. Then the other cohort, they became called the beautiful ones. And these males spent their days preening, spent their days licking each other, licking themselves. In some cases, entered into relationships with other male mice and eventually grew old and died and never actually mated or created other mice. And the problem was because of all of the violence that was going on, the fathers stopped raising the children, the mothers stopped raising the children, and they were within a couple generations, they had no idea how to act. They had no idea how to be raised. They had no idea how to live because all necessity was taken away from their society. There is a paradox. 
The skills for courtship, child-rearing, territorial defense, personal role fulfillment on a domestic communal front were taken away. When such skills fail to develop, the individual will neither reproduce nor find a productive role within society. I'm taking this from victorpass.com. These were the findings. All societies will grow old and eventually die out. There's nothing to suggest human society is not prone to the same developments. If the number of qualified individuals exceeds the number of openings in society, chaos and alienation will be the inevitable outcomes. Individuals raised under the latter conditions will lack any relation to the real world and physiological fulfillment will be their only drive in life. Just as mice thrive on a set of complex behaviors, the concern for others developed in post-industrial human skills and understandings is vital to man's continuance as a species. The loss of these attributes within a civilization could and will lead to its collapse. You must have a drive of necessity. And if you lose that drive of necessity, whether it be religion, whether it be protection from predators, whether it be sustenance and survivability, if you do not have that drive, your society will go the way of South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.